Bedroom Battle Pass. The Archives. Me and you, Season 2. Alright, let's kick it. Welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalhead. You got Marky Malpas and JDK. We join here with Todd from Psychoroptic. Hello, everybody. What's happening? Welcome back, Todd. Thanks for having me, <laughs> dude. It's good. I feel to like we're just here. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that long ago, man? Yeah, it was like August, right? That's right, man. It was good to, um, you know, have you on here before, and now everyone will recognize your voice. I guess. I hope so. It's <laughs> sick. Well, it's the second uh, second time we've had you on, and also we've had. Um, I think one other international um, band. We had the guys from Bell Witch. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. about that tour. With the, they were out with Conan. Conan, right? yeah, yeah. And they, that came here. They came here, man. That was so, yeah, that was rad, dude. Yeah, it was so I've never seen Bell Witch. Yeah, man. It's like, like slow progressive doom, man. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Very progressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they. Uh, we we're chatting about how they were the. Um, you were the first international band member to be on the show. They were the first international band. Now we got you back again. Perfect. Love it. Yeah, rad, man. No, it's, uh, it's always... Look, I'm not going to complain about having you twice here in one year, Oh, no, dude. trust me. I'm down. It's, to me, it makes the day more fun to do interviews and shit like that. That's it. Well, like, it hasn't been that long since you were here last, but... Um, well, I mean, there's some new stuff. We got a, yeah. fucking, we got a new was, record out. We're playing new songs on the that's road. It, dude. Uh, that's it, uh, like, We kind of talked about the new record before when right. we were on the show, just because you were in that sort of stage of fi- finishing it up and things like it that. It was just... Yeah, it was about... It was in that stage where the label was just... Um, Kind of choosing a release date and yep. prepping like the promo packages and all that shit, but I'm pretty sure it was done by then. I can't really remember, to be honest. Yeah, well, we've um, played a couple tracks on the show before, man. Gotcha. So, so it's uh, everyone Loving out, it. everyone any, out there's listening excellent. so far. Any favorites? Any? Uh, man, we're just uh, probably keen to keen to see it live. To be gotcha. honest. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're doing yeah. we're doing probably almost half our set as new stuff, but it was a bit of a challenge choosing which songs we we're going to put into the live set because there's a couple we we released as singles. And you want to, you don't want to neglect the fact that you already put these ones out. You want yep. to push them a little bit harder. But sometimes I don't know if they're the strongest songs to play live. But we didn't, we didn't rehearse more than what we got ready for this tour. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? So yeah. it's been ages since uh, there are songs I've never played together with them. Yeah, right. Heaps of them, you know? Well, <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's one of, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the like things about technology and stuff you get to kind of practice across you know um yeah online and things like that the idea is just do your homework and show up prepared but there's a ton of songs that i've never rehearsed with these guys you know yeah man so we ever want to change the set list it's kind of like fuck gotta be on top of your game yeah dude we'll uh, actually we had dave call into the show just uh, a couple shows back okay and uh just had a bit of a chat about you know practicing and rehearsal and stuff like that and having such a stretched band right um how that all works but it seems like it's all it still all comes together man i think uh it's, it's kind of like a trust exercise you know yeah you just got to make sure that uh you have faith in your boys that they're all going to be on i mean i'm the last in line it's joe and see dave lives in melbourne pep and joe live in tassie and I live in the States. So um, they can have a rehearsal before I show up. That's fine. Yeah. I, just, I just have to let the guys know, like, yeah, I'm good on X, Y, and Z. We can play this, 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 yeah, and man. that. And if you want to add something, fucking tell me now because I need as much time with the songs as I can. Exactly, man. You know? But Dave, Dave has his own rehearsal space in Melbourne. Um, 
like a, just a drum room really yeah right so and we all just kind of play along to the record and we, we played a click track so there's never any variation in in like live tempo versus yeah. how you'd hear the songs on yep. on the recordings and shit like that so essentially if you practice along to the records it's the same thing as keeping tight with the guys live at the stage you know yeah yeah that's good to hear man well like um before we're talking about you know it's the first first um, major release you've had um, in the three years you've been in the band right, right, right. well you know you feel like uh, I think mentioned before that this is the band's taking a direction which you're happy about anyway totally um, so I mean it's good to hear it's all starting to click man I think that people have responded really well to the new songs live but I've only been I only have like six shows to judge that by yeah and a lot of them are in places that I've never been to, nor have I even fucking heard of. So you have, yeah. like, <laughs> Warnable, uh, Geelong, uh, Ballarat. Yo. So doing the big log this time. Just country-ass towns. Where's the other one I'm missing? What am I thinking of that I didn't know name already? We did one in Adelaide. We did one in Melbourne. Yep. And then... What was last night? Yeah, I was just looking at the large scale. Oh, we were scale. in Wodonga last night. Wodonga. Oh, right. And, and the fans would come up to Merch and say, Man, it's so cool me. that you guys come to our hometown. Like, no, but nobody comes here. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm sure of it. I've never even heard of the place. Man, man Wodonga. I'll just give it two seconds. Yeah. Fucking Wodonga's real close to Wagga Wagga. And Wagga Wagga's really cool for, for live shows. Almost similar size venue to here. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Albury also has quite a good scene. They're quite close. No, no. Well, so, it, it, you know what? The shows are strong. They're just tiny. Yeah, we man. played Sports Pub last night. Yeah. It was rad because these dudes are like 20 years into the game of being in this band, but they still have like that punk rock attitude. Like, let's just yeah. play. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, what you get mean. Get up man. and smash it. It's, it's almost like a basement show vibe, which is if you've been doing it since you were a teenager, you remember that that's kind of what got you into it. Yeah, in the first place, you know. Exactly, man. So, so sometimes those could be the most fun shows ever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of like most um, performances. Like for example, I do comedy on the side, mm-hmm. and um, you get like dudes that have been doing it for years. Yep. That are like just happy with their crowd, their material, their place, like, and they're just rolling through that. And then dudes that are like, oh man, I've been doing it for twelve months, but I want to be in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like kind of that dynamic but you notice that the dudes that are happy with their crowd and right. working on material actually would be the equivalent to it like an old punk band that has like a shredder in there just like uh-huh. you know that can just handle an axe and probably could be in you know a, a band playing for stadiums but he's cool just doing his thing you know well it's nice to be able to be eligible for both yeah yeah man I mean any band can get their shit together and go play basement punk rock shows yep. in my opinion but it, that's not the point it's just it's a fun thing to do that you kind of really it always has a special place in your heart uh, you can go from doing like the download festival yep. we did earlier this year where there's I don't know, however many thousand people watching yep. but it's not as quite as intimate or what, whatever there's different reasons to enjoy different yeah, types dude. of shows to play yeah man but I'm just saying on this one specifically has been really small shows on in really small markets but it's rad because it's it's a nice way to test out how these new songs are going to go live, and we got yeah, a heap of shit, shit coming up. Yeah, you never know what to expect. Because to me, this record is it does stand out. It's very different, especially with the female vocals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, see, that's the thing, man. Like, you change if you change it up a little bit, it makes it, you know, it, it catches your ear. Something might, 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 you know, get your attention. Well, I think it's certainly catchy. I just don't. Metalheads don't always play that shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how else to say. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But uh, and, and now, and now we have like <laughs> we have an extra thing to throw in the mix, which is like, we're not gonna. We're putting the female vocals on a backing track live, which yep. is kind of like a necessary evil. Which it's fine. It is what it is. You yeah. know, uh, I don't know what people would be more offended by, listening to a band where there's no female vocalist on stage, but you're hearing the female vocals yeah. anyway, or them going to see the songs live that they got stoked on, and then it just doesn't sound quite the same because it's missing a huge element. Yep. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, man. Who, uh, I think we might have mentioned this before on the show, but who was it that did the female vocals? Joe's wife. Yeah, okay. So it's not that she's going to come on the road with us just to sing the chorus. <laughs> for four of the... You know what I mean? Yeah, I know but, what you uh, mean. Extra mouth to feed. Extra, <laughs> well, extra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra, extra everything. Extra fit into the bus. Extra everything. Extra, extra airfare, yeah, extra everything. Yeah. But uh, not to mention the fact that she's got a million things to do that are probably more you know, appealing to her than coming around the road to sing a few choruses <laughs> but I'm just speculating on that uh, but yeah it is what it is so I think that um, we chose they're like alright this is the most accurate representation of how the songs are going to be live yeah. As yeah, well. yeah. you know what I mean so I yeah. Yeah. I figure that's uh, hopefully it doesn't rub anyone the wrong way I guess is my, is my point oh dude like I'm, I'm sure the fans will like receive the, save it well anyway mm. um, and I'm sure they can understand that like you know I don't even know if people think about it like that. Yeah, it's yeah, 2018. Uh, the other thing <laughs> is too, like, backtracks. <laughs> as a um, as a band, you look at that with more scrutiny, maybe. But then, as a fan, you mm. look at that like, I love that song. You know what I mean? Right. It, uh-huh. It's you don't have it the same level of like scrutiny that the band might look at it. It's like, for example, um, if you ever seen a, a band like drop a note or something like that. Of course. They get off stage and they, you know, sorry man, I sorry I've messed up that that note. And you're like, what? That was what, great. What yeah, happened, yeah, yeah. Man? Well, that's a matter you know? of perspective always. Plus, any anyone that I know that, you know, they, they, people who play music are usually their own worst critics anyway. Yeah, no. You know. Yeah, exactly, dude. That, that's the thing, and that's also what helps I, you progress. I kind of well. stopped doing that. I, I remember a time in my life where I, you'd get off stage and. Like, and if someone someone were to go out of their way to mm. pay you a compliment, say, hey, great set or whatever, you're like, ah, I suck tonight. Yeah. Dude, I'm not trying to hear that. If I if I tell someone that they played a great set and they're going to be a bitch about it, no, it wasn't perfect. Or, Fuck you. So I, I, I kind of realized at a certain point, like, oh, that's what I sound like. Never do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Just fucking, hey, people are going out of their way to be nice to you. Just thanks, man. Yeah, that's oh, dude, you know, keep it to yourself tip. if you got a problem with how the set went. Massive tips, man. That's that's that's, that's a, awesome. yeah, that's good stuff, man. Like, and I've had it as well. Not with um, not with music, but like back to comedy. I do that sometimes. I'd be like, dude, you crushed it tonight. And he'd be like, ah, yeah, uh, yeah, dude, yeah, that yeah. bit. Did you see that that chick wasn't looking like she was enjoying right, 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 it? Right, right, totally. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares about? Of course, that? you notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you see this. Actually, Stanhope came here. Doug Stanhope. Didn't love Stanhope. Dude, he came to uh, to Canberra and played at um, one of the venues here, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my mates supported for him. No shit. Yeah, dude, and he just like so. Apparently, what Stanhope will do is he'll just choose someone from the like local comedians. Good for list. him. And um, yeah, so my buddy got up there and, and supported him, man, and he, he nailed it as well. 
And uh, he said Stanhope goes out there and crushes it for an hour and a half. And he comes back and he's like, yeah, I'm still trying to work on, on that on that whole set. And, right. And everyone's just going, what? Like That's how it goes. Yeah, man. That's and how it goes. It's so like, I, I think you hit a point even when you're like pro like Stanhope, like pretty much in the top comedians in the world, and you're still kind of criticizing your set. I think that is a universal thing. It's, it, it spans across all formats. It's a... It's not a coincidence to me that the most talented dudes that I know in this game are also the most modest. Yep. In, a, in fact, it's kind of like if, if someone flexes about how good they think they are, they're usually not as good as they think they are. Or yeah. you, they get points taken off for being a cockhead anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, they're, they're like... I th- well, you got guys like Joe, who's like, he's like a rock and roll god yeah. to me, you know? Yeah. And if you were to talk to him about his playing, he'd be like, eh. The most humble dude I've met, man. Ever. Super quiet. Ever. It makes you wonder, like, does this motherfucker know how sick he is? Yeah. You know? <laughs> dude, every, every time. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Super nice guy. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the best players are usually really, really harsh on themselves and, um, I'm sure that goes for anyone. It doesn't matter whether you're a comedian or a musician or whatever, but it's definitely, I think that being a performer comes with, uh, built into the, the, the whole fabric of, the, of this thing is that like, there's gonna be a, a bit of self-doubt involved, you know? And everyone has insecurities, I guess you just fucking deal with them differently, you know? Yeah, I know so. exactly what you mean, dude. I, I know that like, that's what pushes you forward. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're coming off going like nailed it, um, if you if not everyone around you saying that, mm-hmm. it's it's nearly like you haven't pushed to make it better. I, totally, I, f- I feel like it's a job that's never finished. Oh, it'll never you be know finished. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but that, the, but that to me that's a cool thing about it. That's a cool thing to think about. It's like no matter how good you perform or no matter how. Uh, proud you are of a, a new release that you just put out or something like that it can always be better or you could always get even if it's if it's like a detail that's not I wish the kick drum sounded different on this album it's not even the performance yeah. it could be anything but yeah I guess that's like um, the desire to create something that's like ultimately 10 out of 10 I think is what drives people to get the fulfillment that they're looking to get out of this in the first place you know yeah and like so between albums man you've been kicking it back over um in the states what have you been up what have you been up to any other projects uh, i just, or I just honestly or? at this point i just work a ton in between tours so i used to play in a million bands and try to keep up with doing a million things i still try to do a million things but before i was spread really thin musically and ever since i kind of officially joined psychroptic i got to the point in my life where i realized there's not enough time or money or resources to to be in 20 bands and try to do tours with different acts and put out different rec- I'm just uh, Psychropic is my one and only right now and I feel like it'll be that way for quite some time we're at the beginning of a very important album launch this is their 7th EP and it's like a, it's the beginning of a world tour you know so yeah. we'll start here we'll do Europe next year we'll do the States next year and, and then I think everyone wants to kind of break new ground and do shit that we haven't really done yet yep. South America whatever cool. I mean, I'm just kind of just yeah throwing it out there we don't have any any of it confirmed yet but um so in order for the band to be as good as it can be i think everyone is just kind of focused on doing that and when i'm between tours and i'm in the states uh i work two different jobs mostly doing like renovation and remodeling like that yeah and i'm just 24 7 trying to hustle and 
keep um, focused because it's easy to kind of get it's easy to I guess to just fall off track and yeah, not, and I just want to be good at what we're doing and I also I have a, I have a, a chick and we've been dating for almost like two years but she lives in Canada so I kind of have to spend some energy on that as well which is a good thing for for it for pulls me, you up a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a do. reason for me to like keep my act together. Yeah. Whereas if um not like, working yeah. eighty hours a week and I'm single and I'm just kinda more like I'll party more or I'll yeah. be going to every single social event or Bro, out all me. night drinking and right now <laughs> I, I yeah, I I can't be doing that. That's I'm 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 like you if you didn't have the missus. Right. Like, just, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I'm just, so I, I do like multiple jobs. I got this and, and a day job. I run the podcast and I do comedy mm-hmm. as well as I do some sport, play ice hockey and things like that. So awesome. So before you know it, you've done like 70, 80 hour weeks and you're, own, and, and you know, five days a week at the gym, an hour a day. Yep. When you add it all up, you're like, wow, if I do the bare minimal, that's 70. If I put in a little extra effort, there's 80. Yep. You know what I mean? So how am I finding time to sleep? So, I, I've, I know where you're coming from because that's me right now. <laughs> totally. Uh, I used to spend a ton of time just like drinking with my mates and shit like that. And I can't, I really, I miss it a lot of times. Yeah. But I also, I save that for the road because you're at a show every day. Yeah. And even now, partying on the road isn't anything close to what it used to be when, <laughs> I, when I was like in my 20s. But, uh, yeah, man. At least you don't have the the six a.m. wake up call. Like sometimes you do. A lot of times doing tours out here, we fly every every other. I don't know. On this one, we're doing a lot of driving, but normally Australian tours is a ton of flying in, which means super early lobby calls. So if you're gonna get all boozed up and be a piece of shit, then you gotta be tough. Yeah, know? dude. <laughs> That's it. Like you know, one day I might find someone that bloody puts a stop to all this madness. But for now, for now, <laughs> for now, I'm just look. Who knows? Two years after that, I might be the dude that says, hey, man, like, it, she calmed me down. But for now, it's just... I totally understand. Yeah, I, I, was, I was always a type to, like, fly by the seat of my pants. And now I'm yeah. kind of realizing that, like, mid-30s, I'm trying to be a bit more disciplined. And yeah. I learn a lot from the dudes in this band as well. So, uh, That's cool. Dave especially, he's, like, a real mentor to me. He's very, very disciplined. Um, he's the type of dude that wakes up at 4 in the morning to go run 10 kilometers. Which, Why? You know, <laughs> but he does it because I think it sets his mind right, and I think that once you feel accomplished, you have enough confidence to kind of face the world and do whatever you're gonna do. Yeah, so for sure, there's there's like psychological reasons to do. I'm yeah. learning that as you get older, like in order to perform at your optimum, you kind of have to get everything firing on all cylinders. Yep. And in order for me to do that, I have to really focus on like just. Instead of trying to be okay at a billion things, yep. I'd rather just be really solid at a few. A few and I'm kind yeah. of just prior- reprioritizing according to that. And Psychroptic is at the very top of my list because of that. So I just want to be good. Um, you know, as far as performing these songs, they're, they're kind of demanding, you know? Yep. So this band's always been on yeah, that tip. Yeah. Like the material's always kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as far as playing it, and as far as be, just being able to kick ass on the road, the road's not really for everybody, you know? Yep. I don't really think it's all that rough, but you just want to be fucking... Oh, we mentioned it before. Like, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. people, it's just like, yeah, you can get talent, but uh, can they be on the road? Right. You know, when you, especially you know exactly what it's like. Right. Coming into a band that's already established, it's like not so much um, just the skill level. It's like, do you have 
what it takes to tour as well. Absolutely, that's a huge element. Yep. Because like, you, can you stand to be around? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Personality, hundred percent. That's that's the vibe that this band totally kind of has. It's like, uh, I mean, it's not a story you haven't heard before. Lots of bands are that way. We treat each other like family. You know, we also bust each other's balls and kind of yep. let each other have it. But uh, it's a super friendly work environment where nobody's ever really um, a cunt to be around, ever. You know, you get zero complaints torn with these dudes. It's like a dream come true. Everyone does their job, you know, and not for nothing, but I I have a long history of being in bands with singers who are useless. (laughs) That's never a problem with this band, you know. There's a a whole heap that you can keep yourself busy doing, and people just don't get it. But here, it's like, you're right at home, you know. Pep shows up, does a billion things. He's building scrams and sorting out merch, and I don't know, just everyone kind of knows their... The responsibility does it, and you don't have. No, no one ever has to be told what to do. No one needs direction. There's no idiots, you know. Yeah, it's dude. amazing. It, it sounds like it's <laughs> well established. It sounds well. It sounds like it should be a given, but with musicians, it's not. Because they're children, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. that's it. Man. <laughs> it's good to hear everything's clicking, man. So oh, totally. We'll totally. Uh, we'll wrap it up with that, dude, and we're. Like, always a pleasure to have you on Killer, the show, man. bro. No um, doubt. I'd be glad to do it anytime. Thank yeah, you for having absolutely, me. Man. Love that. Okay, cool, right. man. Thanks for coming on, Todd. Thank you. Cheers. All right, bro. Take it easy. Rock and roll. This is Todd from Psychroptic, and you're listening to Canberra Metalheads. Hello, and welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalheads. you got Marky Malpas and... JDK. We're joined here in the um, touring rig at the back of the basement with the guys from Amorium. So, uh, starting from my right, we've got... Jared. And... Dan, in the front we got Dutch. Cool. Got the um, you got your two string and uh, and also your uh, your skin blast there. Um, we did, don't have uh, Nick here, so that's the uh, the the minus one, but or, or Dave as well. So we can see Dave, but he's not in the interview. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. <laughs> but anyway, it's good to have you guys here on the show again. Thanks it's for having a, us back. Thanks for yeah. having us again. Uh, it's been a while, actually. I think you guys would be the um, second repeat, uh, the first repeat band on the show. So oh, okay. yeah, excellent. Yeah, nice. always so, happy to be a part of it. Yeah, man. Well, after the last time you on that rad video went up, got some good hype for that one. Yeah, awesome. Um, and here you are again, about to support one of the biggest names in in metal as far as the scene goes. Um, yeah, yeah. Got Camelot playing here tonight, and you guys are uh, going up um, before those guys and. Um, Getting on the on the stage, sharing it with them. How's that feel to uh, to share the stage with Camelot tonight? It's absolutely amazing, mate. When we first applied for the show, we thought it was a bit of a long shot, but um, we've uh, rubbed shoulders with some fairly important people in the industry, it would seem. And um, those who we did approach said um, they actually caught our show at Dragon Force last year, um, and they were quite impressed with that. And they said they're more than happy to put us to the top of the list. So for us to be able to have an opportunity like this is uh, really really good to have. Uh, Put some stripes on our resume, essentially, and to play with Valhalor as well, like absolutely chuffed. Really looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Well, yeah, like uh, you picked up there. We're not just got one big name here. We've got got multiple. So that's uh, yeah, another stripe on the belt. Yeah, like you it's said. sure to be a big night, man. We're really, really looking forward to it. Camelot have probably brought the biggest uh, production to the basement so far, so it's good to be a part of that, you know, yeah, environment and be able to, you know, see what they do. 
watch and learn, learn from the best. Yeah, definitely yep. watch and learn because you know they are a, a seasoned metal band. Um, I've been listening to Camelot since I was 15. Yep. So very, very big band, and uh, watching from them is uh, definitely going to be a, a learning aspect for us. Exactly, Mandy. I've seen all the uh, tech nerds, Jay included, checking out the kit. Oh yeah. They had some nice campers there, bro. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> amazing just to look at just to be able to bring the whole band in just one traveling case would be just phenomenal yeah yeah this good to see how the uh, how the big guys do it I guess uh, yeah that's that's exactly it man um, you guys um, I like to have a gear perv every time man yeah, exactly. yeah, you guys. Sexy are- boys and sexy amps <laughs> <laughs> Going up to uh, sound check after the interview, so it'll be good to uh, good to have you up on the stage and thrashing it out for the the sound check. Hell yeah, yeah, be cracker. And uh, also sharing it with some of the like you mentioned, some of the bigger names, and um, also getting it like um, off the Dragon Force gig is cool because we had you on the show after the Dragon Force gig, and now we've got you before Camelot, so it's it goes hand in hand with you know getting your point in time. Yeah, definitely. The the, uh, the the bands we're supporting internationally are definitely on the power metal side rather than our sound. But we seem to make a good diverse approach. So we bring in a, a few of our own crowd, which is nice to see, um, which adds more people to the show. So we're very happy and privileged to be a part of this, you know, production. So yep. can't complain too much there, of course. Yeah, exactly, man. And and also like you mentioned with a diverse sound, you can go with multiple different bands. But also there'd be some. Um, also some crossover like I can I can um, appreciate the fact that like people that that like Camelot would also like Gamorium and vice versa as well so you get uh, some good crossover I'm, I'm hoping so with uh, our melodic aspect especially yeah. from uh, Jared and Dan with their their leads and stuff definitely give that cross-pollination if you want to call it that yeah exactly. um, <laughs> there's a good word for it <laughs> the cross-pollination um, yeah, exactly, man. And uh, just on a side note, a lot of you guys were here last night as well for the Socroptic gig as well. Um, some crossover. Had uh, Jared here as part of um, the uh, Claridash. So uh, it's, I'm glad to be be behind the bar, giving him the band discount for the second night in a row. <laughs> I think I think that's going to happen for both of us. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's right as well. You're here with Deb. Um, so it's good to see some faces for the second time around. Jared will attest to uh, play, uh, doubling up two nights in a row really takes its toll on you, but you can imagine what it must be like for these big bands on the road, eh, mate? Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> day in, day out, two a time, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm I don't not... do much else throughout the day. They keep me in a sound check. And... Yeah. Oh, dude, like, <laughs> Jared's, um, like, he's kicking it, kicking it all this time, man. I've seen him up on the stage before. Um, I can. It's nearly like he's built for it, man. This is like fitting straight in yep. the second night in a row. It nearly feels like I haven't left, man. It's been like a two-day party for everybody. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. I haven't been to the basement for about six months, not because I haven't wanted to, but we haven't been since Cradle of Filth played here. Yeah, just to, right. Just physically been here. Yeah. And now I was saying to Dutch as we arrived. Um, sorry, saying to Nick as we arrived. I've been here three times in a week. <laughs> yeah. Two of the yeah. nights back to back. It's ridiculous. Even yeah. since Cradle of Filth, man, the place has changed a little bit since then. Even like they've extended and all that sort of stuff. So um, it's evolving constantly, and that opens it up to have bigger gigs. 
you know, like Camelot, like you mentioned, Cradle of Filth before. Um, so yeah, that's that's rad. Getting getting some of the bigger bands puts Canberra on the map too. Makes it appeal. Other bands that are looking to tour Australia tend to avoid Canberra because it's a bit smaller, yep. um, or they don't really have the venues to house the sort of crowds that they're used to playing. But when we get the likes of Dragon Force or Cradle of Filth coming through, and now Camelot, you know, bigger bands are noticing and they're looking forward to actually making Canberra a part of their tour, which is awesome for us. And Canberra really brings it, even though it is, might be a Wednesday or a Thursday night. Yeah. So it's great to see Canberra well, doing that. Keep doing that, Canberra. It's good. <laughs> yeah, keep doing that, Canberra. I, I definitely, like, you see Cradle of Filth the last time they were out, they played in Sydney. Camelot last time they were out they played in Sydney now both of them have come through Canberra as well on their way down to whichever city they're going to Sydney Melbourne if they're coming up from Melbourne they pass Canberra if you're going from Sydney to Melbourne you're going down past Canberra so everyone's jumping in and it's definitely nice to be a part of that scene and definitely nice to be a part of the international support acts definitely because it puts us on the map and it uh, puts our music out there so I'm hoping that more and more people come out to our shows and definitely listen to the album and check it out we've got it on spotify and every other digital you know interface you can get on these days so definitely get on that get on the facebook hit us up if you want a physical copy i think we have a few left lying around somewhere but yeah definitely a, a good thing to be playing with these bands that originally would only go through sydney and melbourne and now you're seeing them come through Canberra as and well. And all so. festivals and stuff like oh, that. Oh, definitely. Did you guys see the video from the uh, 2008 Wacken um, when, when Camelot played? Yeah, look, look, I've been following Camelot since, like I said, since I was 15 and watching their stuff. They get huge, huge crowds. Yeah, yeah. Massive flamethrowers, everything, you know? It looks really, in, you know, like, inclusive as well. Like, it's cool to see a, a crowd getting into it uh, um, and, you know, sort of, you know, singing along, like, things like oh, that. Oh, def- definitely sing-along bands, these ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it creates a good atmosphere, I think, and um, gives you that motivation to just, like, play that little bit extra, just uh, to squeeze out that last bit of energy from everybody and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Like, the 110% is kind of what we do with every show. Like, you're only up there for half an hour, 45 minutes. Why not push it as hard as you can and then recuperate after the next day you know yeah yeah exactly there's no there's no issue with doing that as well long as, as we can see then then a couple of days later if you've got a, a few double headers coming up you know i'll be sore tomorrow yeah exactly man <laughs> so do you use the same kit for um for deprivation and um Amorium? uh personally i have two kits and uh, i alternate between those depending on which one i feel like using but primarily yeah they i use the same kit uh yep. tonight i'm actually using uh valhalla's kit um, which is uh, definitely going to be a lot of fun and a bit interesting to play with because it's a bit different, but, you know, you make what you do. I'm sure that every other, you know, musician here can uh, attest for having to be put on the spot and using something different every time and just doing what, you know, making do with what you've got. Yep. So. Yeah, and still producing good sound, man. Exactly. Oh, uh, well, it's uh, good to mix it up and also good to see you um, just adapting to new kit and new backline and still smashing it out. What about you boys? Do you use different guitars? I know you're both in, in two different bands as well. Yes, yeah. So in MO we use seven strings Yep. and uh, in Claret last night sixes, so yep. completely different tunings, different guitars, heaps different. And I know Depp also play in completely different tunings as well, so they're yep. six strings as well. Oh right. So yeah. Okay. It's good to sort of cross 
uh, playing different genres as well. Like Depp's a much groovier band than Amorium. Amorium's got a little bit. It sort of spans the middle between Claridash, which is a lot more black metal, and Deprivation, which is a lot more sort of groove stuff, as I said. But like Amorium sort of like spans a bit of both. There's a lot of melodic stuff in Amorium and a lot of groovy stuff in Amorium, but there's quite a lot of fast stuff as well. And Vice playing the sevens um, on the seven strings. Jared and I both play Schecters. Um, there's so much diversity that we can actually so much range that we can play on the guitar we can play really high you know sort of happier sounding music and we can get right into the real heavy stuff as well and really get some heads banging so yeah. it's sort of infinite and because we're in uh, because we're in uh, different bands we get that opportunity to play different styles which is good for the uh, good good for our morale as well because you know we get to play uh, a little bit heavier stuff we get to play some lighter stuff and just playing different genres is good for writing down the down the track you know yeah yeah, getting the influence from exactly the sort I was looking for. Yeah. You don't get stale with it either, you know. Like drumming for just a morium, like yeah, it's a lot of fun. But then I've got deprivation on the side and session work or whatever, and you get to play different things and enjoy different stuff. Mm -hmm. You work with different musicians. At the end of the day, you're just going to expand your learning and you're going to expand your experiences. So can't complain with playing with you know multiple bands yep. it is sometimes a, a bit of a chore because you have to remember and learn a whole bunch of stuff mm -hmm. but when you're up on stage that's where it counts yeah so and you'll obviously build on your sound by doing that as well so you develop like, your skills straight up yeah it's like you're putting in more work but you're obviously getting better results as well exactly yeah man well it's good to hear good to hear um, everyone's projects are going well especially um, Memoriam tonight and uh, I'm sure you'll be able to bring the um, bring the fire to the stage, um, so that Cam Camelot can bring the physical fire to the stage <laughs> after. He's uh, hoping they have fire. Yeah, hopefully, man. I've seen some pyro stuff here before with uh, Witch Grinder. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, and um, I've actually played Witch Grinder on the show once before, but um, that's the last time I've seen it. So mm. if they bring some heat, some actual heat and fire to the stage, that'd be rad. Um, but if not, man, I'm sure they'll definitely um, deliver on a good show. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. So you guys uh, mentioned before you've on uh, your albums on uh, the digital platforms. You got Spotify and uh, iTunes, it, Amazon, you name you can it. Buy CDs online. We're on there. Yeah, and it's good to have yeah. a good all the a, streaming. Good to have a couple of IT guys in the band that just help everything. Oh, like well, staring at computer screens all day does get a bit dull. So you got to <laughs> switch it up at some point. Yep. Um, until this is a full-time thing, man, that'll that'll bridge the gap. I like your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear, man. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Make sure you check out Amorium, and um, if you haven't already uh, liked their page, go and give it a thumbs up, or and hit us up on the website as well, amorium.com.au. There's plenty of fun stuff on there as well. Excellent. And uh, also, uh, you know, make sure you uh, support their gigs. If you if you see if you see any gigs coming up, go and check it out. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having us. Right, thanks for having us, guys. Yaka, yaka, bam! <laughs>